Hey! Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So, you're a nurse. I am a nurse. But you're a nurse that's anti-mask? Not necessarily anti-mask, just I'm more realistic about it. Um, but you see it firsthand. Like you work around that. Absolutely. In and out, day long, all day long. Well, and not to mention the amount of times that I was personally exposed to it, even not even wearing a mask, and I still never was sick with covid right so what do you, what's what's the reality behind it oh, hopefully i don't make people mad <laughs> um it doesn't have to be political in terms of no you don't need to wear one or you do but you're around it it plays on the helping other aspect though in that argument because i think a lot of people want to wear masks because they do help other people which is true um, and the people that are suffering from COVID really are the ones with multiple diagnoses like COPD or diabetes and liver failure or, I mean, people that are already not doing well. Um, those are the people that it affects the, the worst from, from what I've seen in a nursing home. Um, and you, you specifically were in a nursing home for older people. Yeah, dementia right? unit. So like the high 34 the high patients with dementia. Um, who also were in a long-term care setting. So have multiple you, sicknesses. Have you seen at least one actual person who actually has coronavirus? Yeah, I had 13. Okay. So I had, no, I'm sorry. I had 20, 28 of 34 residents. So what do you say to the people that think that it doesn't even exist? It's very real. It's very real. Um, it's almost comical because you can't deny that there's, that there's something serious going on in our world they they deny it but i think a lot of the problem too is the cherry picking at what the public knows um you know truth about the virus how it's actually affecting um people disproportionately um you know these restaurants that want to hand you your food through the window on a tray and make you pick it up but didn't sanitize it before Right. The last part, you know what I'm saying? Like it's little things like that. People think that they're actually no, doing something and they're not. It's not like they're changing their gloves between every order. No. Like they're wearing the same gloves all day. So Let's there's not no... get started about gloves. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, you're supposed to change your gloves each time that you touch a contaminated surface. People right. are walking in Walmart, touching everything with gloves. Like, how do you do that? Right. It doesn't make any difference. You might as well not be wearing gloves. No, but you get yelled at at an ice cream shop for not wearing a mask when you're six feet away from the person that's you know taking your order it's just crazy it's crazy how fearful people are i think that's that's the biggest issue for me is i've seen it i i watched 13 people die from it 13 of 28 of my residents that were diagnosed died with eight with it from a friday to a tuesday you said that there were 34 total, total. residents 28 yeah. of them were positive and they're and living then, in a small and then half of them died a third yeah Half of them, because people seem to nitpick, oh, well, they actually died from AIDS, but they had coronavirus or whatever. Like, they're dying because they got coronavirus. Regardless, they would have kept oh, on wow. living with their other pre-existing conditions. Absolutely. It's the virus that added to it. It's the malnutrition and dehydration of the virus, you know, that's a result of the virus. I mean, they're, they're how does, older. How does it dehydrate you? 
you have you don't want even with dementia your your senses are already um a little out of whack so they already don't want to eat they already don't want to drink and then they get sick and they don't feel like eating or drinking just downhill from there it's very quick so most of them contracted it and then half (laughs) that contracted it died from it yeah and that's kind of why you decided to take a break from it um is that was that the last straw no, because they hadn't died when I decided to take a break. I mean, I gave myself 90 days, and that was at the beginning of COVID. I just saw the um, the lack of organization, the, the fear in healthcare. I mean, you're being told something one minute, and then two hours later, you're having another staff meeting because something's changed, whether it be from the State Department of Health or whether our company was just doing something different in an effort to, to be better at this. I don't... I, it's just a lot of confusion. Um, and that's f- f- for you. That a, was for a, me. A nurse. The one who was running the unit. Right. The only full-time nurse on that unit. You can't even get a straight answer. I, I can't even get supplies. I, I mean, I couldn't. And, and when you hear talks about the second wave and this, that, and the other, it's going to go right back in nursing homes again. So why am I, you know, it's just, it's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion, especially when you're trying to take direction from people who are being paid to give you direction and they they don't know what to tell you. It's scary. Because they're having the same meetings that you're having, right? Yeah, they're just and having they're it just 30 minutes before we know. Pass down, pass down, mm-hmm. pass down. It's just watered down at that point. Plus, it's changing every time you hear something. And right? they were mandating you to get tested and possibly vaccinated, and that's when I was like, eh. So, oh, wait. Yeah. Are you against vaccines? I'm no, I'm against okay. the mandation of the vaccination that was created in less than, you know, a year or two. Cuz it still could be shit wrong with it. I mean, the fastest rushed. vaccination that we've produced ever I could be wrong, it's either the Zika or the Ebola vaccination. It took 5 years. Right, not was it 9 months? Yeah, like no. <laughs> Keep that. So with the testing, one of the things that I've always thought is weird is this shit could be in well, it could be on the table mm-hmm. right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and how long is it going to hang out on the table until because it has a like a lifespan, right? It did in the beginning, but then they came out and said that it actually can't live on surfaces, so we shouldn't be worried about. Oh, so now it doesn't. It did at first. Do and you now see? It <laughs> Do you see? So currently, the thought is that it doesn't. I don't know what the thought is. Current, let's okay. say the currently the thought for argument's sake, let's say that it is currently, that it does live on a surface. We can still contract it just from the last person that was here. You okay, know? so let's use that example. Yeah. Um, or I, I go and I get tested because mm-hmm. I've got three sick grandmas at home and a bunch of little kids and, you know, yeah. I, I'm worried about it. So I go, I get tested they give me my results on the spot. Let's just say, right. I got my results immediately Sure. and I'm negative. Okay. So I'm like, great. Like back, back to life. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I pass somebody walking out and I breathe some air that he breathed out. And he was positive. And, and now I have it. He, he was positive. Yeah. And now I am too. Right. Just then. And you're also going to pass hundreds of other people probably before you get home or, you know, you get your, you're going to touch a gas You get your fast handle. food that somebody mm-hmm. already touched. On the right? tray, yeah. But I'm, but I'm negative. I don't have it. So I go about Life. the next, you know, 
how often are you going to get tested unless you're made to get tested? You're not going to get so, tested for another nine days after that until you start to show symptoms. So in nine days. Shit, for most people, they'd probably be like, oh, I'm coughing, but I mean, I was negative. I don't have it. What's the point of even fucking getting tested? Because the second you leave, you could contract it. Yeah. So you, gotta, well, you just got to get tested every day. Just over and over, just get tested. So that was a lot of the discrepancy that I was seeing when I was at work. Um, in the beginning, when they should have mandated all healthcare employees to get tested, uh, they did not. They instead waited until, I think, three weeks after the governor mandated it in Indiana. And they required all of us employees, all long-term care employees, really, in the state of Indiana, um, to get tested. And what they did was... In the beginning, when you went to get tested, there was a, um, a period of time where you waited until you got your results. You self-quarantined at home because you were getting tested because you had symptoms or had been in contact with somebody. Um, at this point, uh, which was probably about a month ago, it was right before July, so yeah, a little over a month ago, um, they were offering it free at our building for all employees on a Saturday. So I had an employee um, get tested Saturday. She worked Sunday and Monday on my unit with the four residents that I had had negative that were still alive. And on Tuesday, got her results back and she was positive. Why did they let her come back to the building and work? Why did they allow, you know what I'm saying? So it just as easily was spread in our building three months after the pandemic began because of discrepancy in rules and rules and people are more lax now. And um, it just, it, it's, there's not, the, the best interest isn't for the employees at this point. So she actually tested positive, and then she wasn't allowed to work anymore, For 10 right? more days. Mm-hmm. But had she tested negative and come back to work and then contracted it, mm-hmm. then she wouldn't have known, because no one's going to go get tested like on a regular basis, No, right? until it breaks out until on our unit. Start, yeah. Right. So I could picture a scenario where, I don't know, you're having like a fucking wedding or a pool party or a funeral. Mm-hmm. You're going to this massive event. Absolutely. So you're like, let me go get tested so I don't get anybody sick. So you go and you get tested. It's negative. So you're like, cool. But then on the way there, like you pick the shit up. Yeah. So it makes no difference that you got tested or not. No. Because now you think that you don't have it. So you're far more likely to go out and about. It's even better when you're asymptomatic too. Plus the fact that you got tested. So you get that kind of like, yeah, like, I, I, be, like, I don't I'm have good. it. Right, right. Fuck your mask. Well, yeah, in a way, right? And then it's, it just makes the problem worse. Yeah, it's, it's a little scary, um, not to mention on top of all of the fear-mongering and the, the viral videos of people getting yelled at because they don't have a mask on while they're eating a fucking burrito on the street or something. You know, it's just crazy um, that that logic and um common sense and science and uh facts are not being promoted as heavily as just propaganda and fear it's a little upsetting technically it's not a new disease right or a no. new virus like it's just a different version of the same <laughs> no. shit that's been around forever yeah so when so you look at why? pathways and transmission and stuff like that i mean if, if a person is asymptomatic with any other disease it should be less why is it so fucking complicated if it's just the same shit that we've been dealing with for years? It's a very a good question. Ver- okay. I don't know how to answer that. Do you think there's any sort of conspiracy shit behind it? 
Are you one of those people? I don't think that there there are conspiracy people and there are non-conspiracy people. Oh, there are definitely. I think it's healthy to question a lot of things. Um, There are people that will find a conspiracy in something because they want there to be one. Like I know people that just enjoy like conspiracy shit. So when you when you say. Is when there, you say that people are finding conspiracies, does that mean that they believe in them or they just are entertaining it as a different side of... I mean, I know one dude specifically that believes that there's lizard men that live like in the Oh, the- my favorite type of conspiracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Reptilian people? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. Draconians? <laughs> and it's, it's awesome to hear him talk about it, but it's... it's very I mean, intricate. I'm not, and he hoards silver bars and gold <sighs> bars, like... He's, you know, because the dollar is about to collapse, you know, at yeah. any minute, you know, for the last 15 years, it's been what ready. To... What is the phrase that somebody told me? The rapture. The rapture is coming. I don't think his is in any way like religious based, but I don't know. He, when people like that start going, it seems like for the most part, there's so much that's like new to me. They're not really the best at putting it out there and easy to digest chunks. It kind of all just like spills out. Yeah. And I'm left kind of like, I mean, this is fun to talk about, but you didn't make a good case because you didn't present it in a way that I could really follow. But I struggle with that a lot. It's you're so excited to get this information out that you've been building up on. It's like word vomit. Yeah. So we don't have to say, is there a coronavirus conspiracy, but is there misleading information on purpose? There's misleading information on both parts on purpose. On both parts? On on both. If you want to relate it politically, I mean, which is where the conspiracies kind of go. I mean, you know what I'm saying? On on both, from both aspects, as far as what information is shared um, with the general public, absolutely. I think that it's, I said earlier, the fear mongering, the, the, do I think that it's as bad as it, as it is being made to be? No. If there was a, I mean, there have been, there've been three or four or five like massive summer blockbuster movies made about some fucking virus that breaks loose. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, you can count some of the zombie shit is based on like a virus outbreak, right? 28 days later. Isn't that one? Right. And then you've also got the normal ones. Like, wasn't there one called outbreak? I think so. I don't think I watched it. And then there was one shit from... I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I haven't watched them. I don't get into that, but I can think like, I can see pictures of like the covers of the movies, like in my head, like there's been a few and it's always this surge where it's, it's like a natural disaster movie. Like this shit's coming. Apocalyptic, like post-apocalyptic. it's going to kill or has killed like 90% of the population. Mm -hmm. And there's these massive, huge events taking place, like the big spectacle of the movie. Could you imagine watching a movie about this shit where just like, where toilet paper is really happening also? Like people are dying, Mm -hmm. 
this is going to sound insensitive, but let's say... I know you're not insensitive. Let's say it's 2% of the population. In these movies, it's 90% of the population. <laughs> and again, 2%... Not, is it's, pretty, point, it's 0.6, actually. Is it? Okay, so it's, it's 0.6. I'll, I'll even give it a full one. Yeah, that's I'll okay. give it a 1%, right? What's the chance that we get like in a car accident when we drive our car? So I don't think that the disclaimer um, sounding insensitive, you should have said that just because you're speaking logically. And if that offends somebody, um, that's unfortunate because it is an aspect of a virus, um, especially working in healthcare. I see a lot of people die from natural causes. They die from C. diff. They've died from COVID. They've died from the flu. They've died from pneumonia. They've died from malnutrition. I mean, they, there are so many different other aspects of death that have, I've seen that have way outweighed covid um do i feel like we've experienced something like this in the world of social media and mainstream media news in 2020 we haven't which is why that's definitely a first the movie aspect of these outbreaks since i mean not to i'm not getting off path with this but have you ever heard of operation mockingbird i think it's mockingbird by from the cia I mean, maybe not by name, but maybe if you tell me about it. So back in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, um, the CIA created this PSYOP, psychological warfare essentially, where they utilized um, the TV um, as a mainstream propaganda system. And, and they, were, they were feeding um, these certain uh, CIA, CIA agents and on into you know, more recent times have been feeding the, this information to directors such as Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's the one that's pretty much... what Did he do Star, Star Wars? Who's, who did Star Wars? George Lucas. Okay, so George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, all of these like main directors have been fed information from the CIA, which is how you have your outbreak movies are 28 days later in an effort to desensitize us um this is factual this isn't this isn't a conspiracy theory okay <laughs> but it's still happening gonna... in 2020 where they're utilizing these these mainstream outlets i mean hollywood the news uh, fx had the walking dead i mean that happened at the cdc center in atlanta right this, this the show, is, the show is, did. Yes. So, yeah. Not the action. No, no. <laughs> but this is all, this is nothing new as far as what we're experiencing with this virus outbreak. Um, but when you have people that literally live in front of a TV or go to the movies every Friday night or make sure that they see these certain movies by these certain actors, all the Marvel, I mean, like when you have a following and when you're presenting that following with these movies that are a little similar to life as we know it on Earth. You kind of you're kind of able to gauge and, and change the way that people view certain scenarios um, before they even experience them, just because of muscle and mind memory. Um, my body could react a certain way to something based on my childhood, and I would have no understanding why it's reacting that way. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. So so whenever you have these movies like Twenty Eight Days Later, which I think was like made in like the early two thousands, and then we have a COVID virus outbreak. And it's starting in China, and it's slowly moving its way over. And there's so much panic. I mean, like, it's like we're literally watching a movie happening in front of us. Nobody can believe that we're locked up. Nobody can believe that toilet paper was out three months ago. I mean, there's little things that's just like if you take a step back and look at life slowly happening in front of us, like, 
it's not new, but it's definitely not something that we've experienced. We've only seen. Are so, you saying that they're feeding it to the public to make them react? You've only less ever... to the shit when it actually happens. Like, oh, I've seen worse. It depends on what it is. So, as far as like a virus goes, I think that the fear aspect of these virus outbreak movies has played a lot into this recently. But like, if you have a movie where it's like a military movie, and and you know, going back, military movies pre eighties, I don't think there was a lot of gun violence that was visible and like people getting shot and like blood and gore everywhere. And no, you start, it's gotten worse. You start to see these things develop, so you're desensitized to right. to real life experiences where there's blood and gore and trauma you know what i'm saying so it's it's meticulously been set up i think over the years um over the decades to 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 make us okay with certain things i almost or to get a reaction out of us with certain things i think i look at it the opposite way i mean i haven't thought about this before but Mm -hmm. just right now yeah um people are flipping the fuck out because that's what they saw the people on the movies do. No, and that's why I was saying like this situation is a lot different than like they don't maybe they don't know how to react to it, but they're like, "Oh, this is this is when everybody freaks the fuck out." <laughs> everybody run so, around with their heads off. Yeah. Right. So that's I guess that's the reaction. So I've noticed yeah. a lot of people like maybe they are so desensitized or disconnected that like they don't know what to say, so they say what they're being told they to think say. that somebody on TV's like I've noticed a lot in like relationship type shit where maybe you're having an argument with somebody and the shit that they say to you doesn't even really fit in the conversation. Like it doesn't seem to really apply to something that I said and it doesn't fit in the moment in the conversation, but it sounds an awful lot like how I always use Say by the Bell, right? For some okay. reason, but like how Kelly would react to Zach. And it's like, you just, you just grew up watching this. So you're and This is what the girl it. says to the guy, but you're not sure of what to say. So you're just saying no. this. And it's like, that's. I've weird. always, I've always thought that like human behavior, you can directly link it with the media like movies and tv shows i mean that's that's what we've grown up watching how normal things work i mean when the tv is put in front of a kid or an ipad's put in front of a kid they no longer have any understanding of the world around them they're just taught what they see in front of them and you're absolutely right you You get a scripted answer you can have a full conversation with them too and they don't even hear you no and they're like oh what yeah it's like oh no never mind just keep on those are the worst kind of people, too, though. Kids? Is that, <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? Children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was more or less talking about the worst kind of people are the ones that don't pay attention. Instead, you know, look at a TV or look at their phone. I've been out with, like, m- my best friend to dinner. And I'm talking to him. And he's texting, which is fine. It's not like offensive, like you must give me all of your attention. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a little weird, but he also has no fucking clue what I just said. And I don't mind repeating myself, but sometimes I'll sit there after I've said it in silence and I'll just kind of watch like, how long is it going to take 
for him to notice either that I'm not talking or that he's like, how long will he keep going? Like with what he's doing and he'll go until he finishes like a pretty long time. Mm. And then he's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) What'd you say? It's like, ah, it's really unfortunate because a lot of the emotional stimulation that I get from conversations is just based on being heard or like eye contact or just feeling the vibe going and, and knowing that somebody is hearing me. Um, so whenever they're not hearing you, it's like a shitty feeling almost. Let's get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> You're not hearing me right now. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to finish so I could say that. You're such an ass. <laughs> COVID. Well, I mean, I haven't had a lot of people that have wanted to talk about it. So it's not something that seems like I've had a hundred different discussions about. And you actually work with it. I don't watch the news either. But if you feel like you've kind of put some realistic take on it, and you think that you've said kind of, you know, what you have on your mind about it, then we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's got to be weird. Specify the difference to me between Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, I don't think that there's much of one. Um, I think they're just like as undiscovered one is, is the other. They pretty much are they, I mean, there's different types of dementia. Um, there's one type of Alzheimer's. I think that one can happen earlier in your life. I mean, when you're, when you're looking at it in real life and you're there with two people who have dementia or Alzheimer's and they're sitting next to each other. Sure. It, there's not much there's not much there okay. difference. I think the different types of dementia is how it's separate. The, the doctor explained to me at one point in time what the difference was, like medically or scientifically. Mm-hmm. But my mom had both. Yeah. And she had them both together at the same time. But when you're with a patient that has Alzheimer's and right next to them there's a patient with dementia, your experience regardless of what the medical reason is, they're, they're basically the same. They're not going to give you much of a different like way to differentiate between the Now, I will say with the different types of dementia, you do have the um, dementia with Lewy body that does affect your, um, you physically, like your musculoskeleton, which is what my grandfather has. Um, and that's like a, there's frontal lobe dementia. I mean, there's different, that's why I mean, there's different types of dementia that can affect, I think, other systems. But Alzheimer's is pretty much like... The same as just a general dementia. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna die from coronavirus in a nursing home, is it better to know what's going on or to not know what's going to on? To not know what's going on. So these people I mean they're suffering physically. Right from they the coughing, are. but there's no way that you can convey to them whether they can understand what's happening. No, but that pleasant confusion is the difference in that versus being aware. I mean, we've had people quarantined to their rooms where they have another roommate and they cannot leave their room for anything since February. So these 60, 70, because they never get better. 
Like no, they, because COVID was happening. It was being trans. They've been, they've had to stay in their room secluded. Because they don't have it? Because they either had it or they were, we were trying to stop the spread. So like every resident in our facility had, was isolated to their bedroom. But they so, don't even fucking know, right? But it, that on my unit, they didn't. Right. But we have 140 beds. 34 of the beds are mine. But 100 and, are, 100 and something residents had to be confined in their room. Are they still? Are you? Talk about psychological, a, like just plummeting. <laughs> are you in a separate hallway? A separate my unit's wing? locked. Okay. So it's just a, like. So you're not, you're not mixed with non-dementia patients. No, 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 no. All of mine are all of, so I maybe had a couple that were more cognitively aware that COVID was happening and it was, it was rampant, but um, they would forget. So like when right. you are aware and you know that it's there and you're confined to your room for months and cannot leave and you're already sharing your room with someone else, your family can't come in, you're having random staff pop in with masks and it's just, it's extremely stressful. So no, I'd want to be pleasantly confused. The ones that don't know what's going on are better off. Mentally. Yeah. Like my mom has no clue. I don't know if I told you, but did, did I tell you that she had to be taken out of the home for a minute. Did she go to psych? She got taken to the normal hospital, like oh, the actual for hospital. What? You didn't tell me that. She. Let me get it right. It's okay. She had an extended stomach. Distended? Well, it was fucking super. <laughs> it was the size of a watermelon. Yeah, the. And, well, that wasn't what happened. Oh. So, they noticed, they said that it was, like, my mom's not in shape, but she's not <laughs> overweight. Yeah. So, I mean, it was ballooned out yeah. like a watermelon. So, they weren't allowing doctors in, and they weren't really taking patients out. We've been FaceTiming. So... They were, I don't know exactly, because they also didn't want to volunteer a ton of information as to exactly what was going on, but they got her to the hospital. I guess they figured they better just cut their losses and get her there. But either while they were moving her or previously that no one had noticed, she had broken her hip. So the doctors had her there. They couldn't find out what was up with her stomach. And they wanted like a know, bone doctor, some shit hip doctor to come in and look at her hip. But no one wants to go to the hospital right now. And the more doctors they would have come look at her, the home was like, we probably shouldn't take her back. Because now she's been in a fucking hospital where she's surrounded by people that could have gotten her infected because they had had no infections. But my mom could have been the one that either had it, it and needed to get sent out or that it now is going to be brought back in. By the time they sent her back, they don't know how she broke her hip. And they don't know what was wrong with her stomach. And they didn't do anything about her hip because they were concerned about her not being able to perform any sort of physical therapy if they did set it. 
So they just sent her back with the broken hip. And she just has to like stay in bed. But she stays in bed all day. Anyway, the physical pain of having a broken hip probably fucking hurts a lot. It didn't affect her though, did it? Well, she did they... can't she can't vocalize it. She can't talk. But she can show signs and symptoms of the pain. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I imagine it must hurt, right? You would think, but people with the men, I mean, I'm telling you, I've seen people with autism have a guy had a broken collarbone. Nobody ever knew because he was nonverbal and never shown any signs and symptoms. I mean, I worked with him. So it's it, different. it hurts, but he doesn't show it or it just doesn't hurt. Maybe. It could hurt and they don't show it. It could also not hurt and they don't try. It's hard for me to believe that a broken hip or a broken collarbone doesn't hurt, but maybe they just don't know how to show it anymore. Is that a common scenario? Yes. Which? The hip. The whole thing? Absolutely. Where we're going to send you to a hospital. They're not even going to fucking really do anything for you, and then they're just going to send you back? Yes. I've had more people die from that than I have anything else. If you know that the hospital is just going to look and look at her and send her back, why do you send them? Because it's a state reportable. Um, you also, have to for we have to we can't move them until EMS gets there but if they don't if they end up not doing anything which typically I'd say 90% of the time they're not going to make surgical interventions because of the age and, and condition right, of the person um, 90% of the time that that person will heal they'll just a either never walk again which is probably best for them anyway or b they will try and get up constantly because they remember they could walk and they will fall and either break another hip or that will cause them to die from there Head injury and going, you know. Death. You were burnt out <laughs> years ago. You know this. Yes. But now this shit's going on. Are you sure that this is just what you're going to keep doing? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No. That's, that's no, but I'm also the type of person that I don't need a pathway. Like, I don't need to think about it beforehand. No disrespect to people that have been affected by it, but people have been affected by lots of things. Oh, yeah. And when something is affecting less than 1% of the population, why should that affect 99%? Don't people bitch it about shouldn't. the 1% of, you know, the rich 1% gets everything they want? What about the other 99% of us? What about the other 99% of us? When we, when we stop blaming other people, like my lack of mask um, around my family and, in, and, you know, if I'm walking down the street like we experienced earlier, how many people were wearing masks just walking down the street? Yeah, that was half and half. Maybe? I feel like there was a lot more <laughs> from what I saw, but more like people wearing them or not wearing, wearing them. Okay. And, and it's just like, you're, Walking down the street with the same people that you're staying in a house with, nobody else is passing you. Why do all seven of you have a mask on? I think that some people aren't really bothered by wearing it. So they're just kind of like, what? I don't fucking care. Like, you I, can, I guess that's valid. You could not care and say, like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to wear a mask. And you could also be like, I don't fucking care. I'll wear a mask. Yeah. Because uh, that's okay. I guess. If you don't have like a fancy one and you're just wearing like one of those normal, Surgical. you know, like disposable masks, then they're not really that big of a fucking deal to wear. So maybe people are just like, mm. like, whatever, like, I'll do it. Did you it. feel how humid like, it was outside earlier, though? I mean, I, I agree with you. 
I'm just putting it out there. Like, no, I don't I'm wear biased. my seatbelt when I drive ever. Yeah, I heard that. And I, I just don't care. Yeah. But, you know, people would argue with me about that too. You know, like, it's just not a hot topic. Right. I don't wear a helmet on my motorcycle. I don't understand why there has to be a very, very, very clear divide between people. And it's not like there's like four ways to divide it. It's just straight down the middle. It's either you're on this side or you're on this side. And until we can have a conversation about it like you and I are face to face right now and we're not the tone's not changing. Nobody's getting heated. We're both very unbiased. We're both very like coming from experience or coming from what we know to be true. Like when you start to divide things more than, you know, already, like, it just is a slippery slope. Um, it's very overwhelming, too, because it's like, well, who, who's going to go viral next for not wearing a mask in public? Like, we hate each other right now, I feel like. I see a lot of, I don't really watch YouTube. And if I see people, if I see a post on Facebook, about something on YouTube, yeah, it just takes too long. Like I'm not gonna watch it, you know. Plus, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about just wearing a mask or not. Mm-hmm. This this is some funny shit. Like I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, I think I've talked about this before, like in depth with Mike and David. But like, I don't want to see your YouTube video, no matter what it is or what it's about. But. <laughs> The people that will complain about the others not wearing the mask have every right to complain about it. Yeah. But their reasoning is so confusing to me because they are saying, like, if you're not wearing a mask, you don't care about the possibility of making me sick or making my kids sick. And I agree with them. Like, if I were to wear a mask, there's a better chance that if I am sick, I won't get somebody else sick. It's called source control. It's, it's, a, it's a better chance. It yeah. doesn't mean it won't. Source control. But it'll yeah. make it better. Absolutely. But the thing is, why are you expecting someone else to give a shit about you or your kids? Like, like, why? Why does it need to be a public debacle? Why do you need to call someone out? Like, why do you need to yell at? I mean, like, there's some, like, different whys. Like, yeah, absolutely. Why does that make me automatically obligated to give a shit? <laughs> to give a shit? You're right. Nobody gives a shit about what grades your kid gets in school. Nobody gave a shit when all infant and baby milk was out of stock three, four months ago when this whole thing began. Nobody gave a shit when toilet paper, when people couldn't feed their kids. Nobody gave a shit when milk was off the fucking, the, the, the aisles. Nobody gave a shit when bread, when, when wick, when wick items were sold out for months. Nobody gave a shit then. Why does a mask automatically make me feel like you give a shit about me? You bought my bread out. We'll take it. (laughs) Take, take, all those examples yeah. that you just gave and pretend that I made a Facebook post saying, why don't you care about me and my toilet paper and my kids and their toilet paper? And then go back five years, 10 years at no point does anyone ever for any reason need to give a shit about you or your kids. Nobody's obligated to. And for you to expect that after, especially after seeing how much people obviously do not give a shit about you and your kids. Yeah. Now you're trying to play on their heartstrings. Like, 
how come you guys aren't being like good humans? Because people aren't good humans. And the fact that you keep expecting them to be, <laughs> you'd be way better off worrying about you doing everything you can do to protect yourself and your kids. I just love that. Like, don't fucking take your kids out and Baskin Robbins. Stay home. And then someone else won't have the chance to get them sick. If you are immunocompromised, there are hours in every single store I can think of right now at the top of my head that I've been to. I mean, to, even that. You don't that even you, can shop. you don't even have to go to a fucking store anymore. You don't. But then you think about the people that are lower income, that don't have the ability to have things delivered, or they can only go to a Save-A-Lot in, in Appalachia, Kentucky. I mean, you you, you think about the... You, just, you totally I'm, lost me on that. Kentucky? No, I'm just saying, like, the low-income no, people what, in Kentucky. what is the place you just said? Save-A-Lot Appalachia, Kentucky. Appalachian, the Appalachian Mountains run through. Anyway. Why are we talking about Kentucky? I'm just saying they don't have the same means of grocery delivery <laughs> that you and I do. So when you think about those people. Oh, like, they won't. It's a small ass place. It is, is a small ass. Okay. So they, they don't have that ability to have things delivered if they are immunocompromised. Okay. I get that. I get that there are some circumstances where people have to go into public. But you're absolutely right. I if, also agree with you on if that. If you're worried about. A life-threatening disease that will fucking absolutely kill you. Stay the fuck home. Can we talk about more fun things? What do you want to talk about? You had three questions to ask me. What was well, this was one? one of them. I know. I we bet, we've, actually, how long did we spend on this, though? We could talk about it all day, but there's more fun if things. If you fucking talk about something, then I will continue to talk about but it. But you had questions. Uh, what happens when you drink coffee on an empty stomach? <laughs> Does it affect you <laughs> more? If I, I coffee doesn't affect me. We talked about this earlier. I just like the taste. So you can drink coffee right when you wake up, no food, and it does nothing. Not really. And you can drink it right before you go to bed, and it does nothing. Yeah. And you drink it during the day. Yeah. If I drink it on a completely empty stomach, mm. like I didn't even eat like late the night before yeah like like empty that shit makes me sick and i start to get super jittery and it almost makes me feel like not overheating because i'm not sweating but like overheating your pulse is going like it hits me hard probably like you're supposed to feel when you drink coffee you are that's but, exactly. but if i <laughs> But if I eat something along with it, uh-huh. that doesn't happen at all. Even if it, you know how Starbucks has the little breakfast sandwiches? Yeah. Then I don't even feel the coffee. Mm. So is the food drinking my coffee? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I actually heard yesterday that you're supposed to drink 16 ounces of water with a little salt and lemon prior to your coffee so it doesn't dehydrate you. So I'm assuming between the acidics and, and the caffeine, it like it's raw. Why does it dehydrate you? It's like 99% water. I don't know. That's and salt have... fucking dehydrates you. I know. So why am I adding that to my I water? I don't know. I heard that you're supposed don't to do lemons it. lemons dehydrate you also? No, I don't think so. I don't know. You ever bit a lemon and it sucks all the water out of your mouth and you're like... Yeah, well, it would taste good, though. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't feel jittery from coffee. The fact that you do is exactly why coffee is drank by people. But I don't if I eat something with it. And that's, Absorption. But I get the big-ass iced coffee. From? And there's, from a Starbucks, like the Trenta. Yeah. There's no way that my little breakfast sandwich is drinking all that coffee 
and none of it is like getting through it. Well, how big is your stomach? Uh, if you're like eating square your square <laughs> centimeters, or <laughs> if you're eating your breakfast sandwich, it's just probably just sopping it all up. I mean, I don't. All of it. I mean, you wanted me to ask you a question, and that's maybe what I it's uh, maybe it's breaking it down faster. I, I don't know. But I know that you're not supposed to like you can. Okay, lateral scenario: shrooms. You take them on an empty stomach. Your experience is more intense. You, well, right, because so, shit, same with alcohol, right? But then you can also right? break it down with lemon, um, called lemon tucking, which prior to ingesting it, the lemon juice is supposed to act like your stomach acid does. So whenever you decide to ingest it after putting it in the lemon juice, I think it's supposed to be like 30 minutes after, um, you have a shorter experience, but you have a way more intense experience. So I think it's all about your gut health. Um, your gut health is actually extremely important to the longevity of your life. Um, but when you're adding acidic coffee into a stomach with nothing else on top of it, I'm sure that you're going to have some negative repercussions from how strong it is, especially from Starbucks. Dark roast, probably. So, Sugars. So you're the, expect, you should expect The it. kind of sick feeling... It's from the acidity of it. And in addition to how fast your heart is probably beating. I feel like my heart beats slower than average. Do you ever check your pulse when you drink coffee? What do you like like with my fingers? Yeah. Like on my no. So how do you know? How do you how do I know your heart is beating slower when you drink coffee? I just feel Yeah. Like always my heart just beats slower. So what do you feel when you're jittery? Where do you feel jittery at? Like everywhere. Not just your heart. No. Check your pulse next time. Every time I try to do that, you can I, do it here. I can't ever like actually feel it. Don't you have to like count when it like bumps? <laughs> right? Is he counting it bumps? <laughs> How long do you count the bumps for? You can count for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. If, so you, if you count 30, multiply by two. You can count it's just not 30. Awesome. In your head while you also count the bumps and you can keep it both straight? Yes. You could probably play the drums. <laughs> I can't keep that shit straight. Well, but I can't ever feel it. Didn't David Grohl play the drums? I want to yeah. be like him. No, he doesn't. Now he doesn't? No. He With, plays guitar now. Well, it sings, yeah. Yeah. You know when you look at the night sky and you see I do that like often. a really bright star or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see it better when you don't look at it. Yeah, you know I know what you're like, saying. You kind of look away from yeah. it a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, I fucking see it." And then you try to look at it, <sighs> yeah. and it's like, "Oh, it's gone." That's how my pulse is. Where it's like, "Let me see your eye. Stretch it across here. Just right here." Right, but you're trying to talk about. I just want to feel how strong it is. It's probably very weak. It's not. I think I'm slowly just passing away. <laughs> Weathering. Yeah. <laughs> That's very strong. Feel it. I can't. That's what I'm saying. Like. When I try to feel it, I can't. Press down. But then when I'm like, no. Oh, when you're looking all, okay. It cuts off my circulation if I press down. Which is precisely how you get a stronger pulse. No, if you push down on it, it stops pulsing. I know that. That's how you get like necrosis and shit. No, no. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but it doesn't. Like if you choke someone, their face turns red because they aren't getting any. Yeah, but if you're pushing down over the pulse, you're still getting a pulse where you can feel it like in your two fingertips. But you can't push down too hard. No, I mean, you can't like fucking. I don't want my arm to turn blue. (sighs) You're so lovely. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, 
What day is it? Thursday, Thursday. I think we established. <laughs> so since... Oh, my God. Like, every day is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what day... I don't know what day I got here. But for the last four or five days... Yeah. I've been doing, like, two of these a day. Which means coordinating with people when they can do it, where they can do it, you if they want to do it. And then also... Like getting to where they want to do it, having to work with like kind of a time frame and then traveling somewhere else, setting the shit up. It feels like th- this is like the busiest I've ever been in your life. Yeah. This it, week. Because it feels like I actually have like an adult job. Like I'm not getting paid for any of this. Do you enjoy it? I don't know how people do it for like, I'm sure you get used to it, but the thought of having a type of job where I have six appointments a day at this time, this time, this time, maybe I'm having to drive to the appointments at different areas. It has to be the most tiring job that you could possibly have. Because I'm only doing like two or maybe three. Yeah. But having to like balance all the, the times and the people. Like it's very understandable why someone would not want to do this. And they would have like a secretary that would just be like, oh, just be here at like four. And you're like, well, okay. I think you're also in the beginning of it, too. I mean, at some point when people advance further or advance in general i mean you have people wanting to come to you then so then it's easier to dictate like okay well i'm available at this day this day this time or just pay for somebody I've to been do. doing it feels like i'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in hell like a long time like okay. unless you're talking about being like a dad adult this is more like working man adult yeah which is a different thing completely but what do you want to be when you grow up a police officer (laughs) really yeah you really want to be a okay when i was a i mean everybody wanted to be a police officer when they were a kid right no and then they were like oh police officers are (laughs) horrible that was a real bad job i don't want to be one of those you wanted to be an astronaut I probably wanted to be a dinosaur or some shit like that. Yeah, like an inanimate, something you couldn't be. I don't think that I ever had a specific thing that I wanted to do or wanted to be. I don't remember feeling like that either. If I could have any job, I would be a movie director. Okay, why? Um... I've never done it. Yeah. Not a lot of people have. Well, I kind of, like I used to do that shit like for school projects yeah. in high school. And yeah, just high school. Like it would be like, oh, can we make like a little video? And it would be like some five minute, like a video about George Washington or something. But you, you were know? directing it. Or coming up with the ideas for it. Yeah. And I like the idea that you can create something that, and people are helping you do it, but it's your vision. And you get to say, like, 
like this specific thing goes here. And there's always a reason. Like there's specific reasons why every thing, every specific little thing like in the background of a movie is there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's cool. Like you can paint a painting. And it's just like that's just a painting. Like how much shit can you put in a painting? You like can put when, a lot of shit in a painting. But in a movie, there's like 24 paintings per second in that movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it can run for like an hour and a half long. You get to make like a bunch of paintings. Have you ever thought about what your first movie would be if you were a movie director? I used to have like, I make all these lists in my phone of things. I have lists too. I think it's healthy. I love lists. Like I've always had lists of. Bucket list? It's super uh, pretentious. But like little short films I would make, you okay. know? Yeah. Like little like three or four minute long films. What would you, what's one that you have on your list that you know off the top of your head? It's always like, it's never loud. It's always quiet. And there's never a lot of action. It's always slow. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily, I think most of them don't even have like a lot of dialogue. It would just be like, God, I'm not going to talk about it. I want you to. (laughs) You can cut it out. I want to hear you, though. Oh, it's too much energy to like cut this shit out later. So it's so much easier. to. We'll talk about it later then. No, like it would. It's more. Let's just say it's five minutes long. It's more of setting a mood and an atmosphere. With. The video. That's not the right with the image that you're seeing. No, yeah. Then then the dialogue that's going on. You could be talking about nothing and that whole background, that whole vibe, that whole energy that you put into it as a director is more important than the the dialogue. I I agree on that. Cuz so many people are also bad at writing dialogue. So it's like, well, let's, we can just skip that whole part. Yeah. And I think the same with like video games and shit for me. It's so much more about the atmosphere of mm-hmm. the game than it that, is yeah. about like, I mean, I'll play games that aren't even necessarily fun if the world that you're in feels cool to be yeah. in. And same with movies. And I don't get that from books. Cause really? I, you, you can see it. People always say you can like see it in your head. Yeah. But I want to see it. Like with my eyes, it just it just works better that way. Yeah, we're opposite in that facet. I love reading. I love imagining how 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 my world looks through that lens. Just like everything else, I've never done anything with it. <laughs> Would you want to do something with it? Are you okay with that being an idea? I have a huge problem with devoting a lot of time to something if I'm not. Reaping the benefits of it. It doesn't have to be a guaranteed. Like if someone came and they were like, dude, just make a fucking movie and we'll give you like a hundred grand. Of course, I'd be like, yeah. And they yeah. were like, you had a 30% chance at making a hundred grand. I'd probably be like, okay, cool. If they were like, you got a 2% chance. No, I'm not even wasting I'd, my time. I'd be like, ah, uh, so this is going to take me like three months. 
and it's gonna be a lot of effort that I'm gonna have to put into it. And it's just like it's not, not for about me. like I'm creating art for money. But if you're gonna invest your time into something, well, like with this shit, I'm not expecting to ever make money off this. But it also doesn't require a ton of effort. Mm-mm. If I talk to one person a week for an hour, like it's it's done. You know? You're literally setting it up around like actual conversations that you would already be having with people too. So it's just easy. That's what I like about it. Yeah. Because when I used to come with the guys and be like, here's a topic. Sometimes it was like, well, you could tell, well, like he doesn't really have anything to say about it or he's not even really interested in this. But if it was just like, a conversation you'd overhear at another table at dinner. You know how many times that I've been talking to somebody at dinner and then you hear the person behind you start talking about what you were talking about to that person. And it's like, fucker, you just took <laughs> like just my took conversation. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that's what's happening with this. Like maybe if people listen to this, they'd be like, Oh, I wonder how many souls you could fit in a small box, you know? And it's like, did you listen to that one? No, no, I maybe not. What okay. are you talking about? We had a conversation about your soul. Okay. And if it, Ooh, I like that. if it exists or doesn't, do you believe it does? Or does I don't not? believe in it. Your soul doesn't exist. No. Okay. But if it did, how big is it? And does it have size or not? Is it magical or spiritual or is it physical? And does your soul know that it's you? Would your soul have your memories? And if your soul goes to heaven, would your uncle's soul see you and be like, oh, what's up, Sean? (laughs) Or how how do souls know who other souls are? Or does your whole fucking body like magically go to heaven? And so we talked about all that shit for a while, but it ended up being that like, I could talk about that for hours. Souls have a size. But oh, they're yeah. very small. <laughs> and I was like, well, how many could you fit in like a small inch by inch box? You know, and I was like, I don't know. Like a hundred. But like maybe somebody heard that. Like you just are like, well, I could talk about that. I could talk about that for hours. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot of people are reaching. They don't have They're that. They're not reaching a very deep, this is a stupid phrase, like a deep depth of thought. Yeah. So maybe. Well, you just said it earlier. Somebody, it could trigger somebody to like think about some shit. And that's good. I love podcasts that make you think. Um, right. Just Just conversation with, with another like-minded person is enough for me. So. Or totally non. Like I want to start finding people like a real angry like Trump supporter, you know, but one that could have a conversation. Right. And that's probably that's the problem. I'm probably not going to find that. Probably not going to find the angry Trump supporter. You could probably find a Trump supporter. Yeah. That could actually be a very beneficial conversation though. It'd just be interesting because for other people listening mainly. Like I can sit here and let I could let some crazy racist talk for an hour and I could sit here and listen to it. Like, I don't care what he says. You don't have to take away anything from the conversation. Right. I don't have to support him. Mm-hmm. And people would say, oh, you should never give people like that, like a platform. But it's like, yeah, maybe, 
I don't think it's hurting you to listen to what somebody has to say. I don't think it so. doesn't mean that it's going to affect you. But No, my favorite thing to do is ask questions to get more information, especially yeah. if I don't dis- if I disagree with someone, I'll still ask them questions. Yeah. Like, why, why, well, why do you, do you how does that make sense in your head? Well, why do you feel that way? Yeah. Because you typically establish a pattern when you ask those questions for this crazy people. How often do you notice that the piercing in your nose stinks? Never. Never? My piercing doesn't stink. Have you ever had one that does? No. So you don't even know what I'm talking about. No, I have no idea. I've had my nipple. I have my nipple pierced, and I have noticed that when they were healing, there was an odd smell. So your nipples smell. You got anything you want to talk about? I really wanted to just talk about your travels. I think it's so interesting that you went to Asia. What's funny is that you said my travels as if I've gone to all these places. You have. have, You literally backpacked across Japan. That's that's a travel. By yourself. That's that's a singular travel. You went to multiple cities that's travels. That doesn't count. I think it does. It's the plane ride that counts as the travel, isn't it? I don't. If you didn't get on a plane, did you really travel? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you travel if you're not on a plane. Actually, I did. I took a plane ride inter, intra. Oh, you went through inter, inter country? I went from Japan to Japan oh. on, a, on a plane. How long was that flight? Like two hours. What was your favorite food that you ate there? Singular specific food item, food. the best one. It was like a curry udon mm. bowl with tempura. I love bowls. People are gonna be mad at you for asking about this. Why? Because I started to get a lot of shit for talking about Japan too much. Do you think I care what other people think about your travels? No, but they're gonna be, they're gonna be mad at you. <laughs> okay, well we'll just dedicate the next hour to Japan. You're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> I just asked you what your favorite food was. I don't mind talking about it, but I have noticed since it's been brought to my attention that you start to be one of those people. You're probably going to want to skip to the next three minutes. Three? I don't know. We could talk about three minutes. What's next then? Um, In in the States, favorite place you've traveled? Favorite place you've been? Seattle. Oh, why? The atmosphere. (laughs) Okay. I'm an atmosphere person too. I like like that about you. it's, It's dark. It's rainy, not a lot of sunlight. Like, it's perfect. Okay. The worst thing to me is to, like, wake up in the morning and go outside, and it's, like, bright and sunny. I hate that. <laughs> I can't stand it. In your everyday life, you can't, can't stand no. it? No. Like, if, it's, if there's some clouds, and it can, you know there's, like, bright because there's a fucking sun, but then there's, like, that extra you know, when the sun's a little extra that day, mm-hmm. like, I don't, no, I can't you don't do fuck that. with it. I live in the sunshine state now. Yeah. I get a lot of sunshine. I'm not a very sunshine person. Um, also, when I went, I think it was 2008, 2009, maybe. No, it wasn't. 2012? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> but... It was the, f- it was probably the first place I went where I wasn't constantly bothered about how I look. Oh, can you look normal? Like, hey, dude, those are cool tattoos. Can, can I check them out? Did they hurt? What's the worst gift you ever received? 
Oh, we talked about my distaste for cherry earlier. Mm. Um, one year, my dad got me a cherry scented bath set. My dad knows that I'm not a fan of cherry um, smells, which the gesture is nice. I see it there. And I told him, you know, thank you, love you, Merry Christmas. My, uh, the second year, actually, the next year, he got me the same bath set. You think he bought them both the year before? I don't said. know, but I told him. And that, I mean, that's probably off the top of my head the worst gift. It was the exact same The set. exact. Not the same brand or something. No, the, the same, ex- so. the same they, they generally Cheers. package that shit differently from year to year. So you I would think, but it was Walmart, so I don't know. Uh, inflation, oh. that price would go up like a uh, Same wicker basket, same setup. But the first year, you did kind of make it known. Like, I did. I don't even really like cherry shit. Um, I was like, and Dad, thank you. Maybe he thought that shit was funny. <laughs> if it's a joke, he's I'm 25 years old, he still never well, told me. Because what? Oh, how? Oh, I was young. It was probably maybe 12, 13. Oh, because yeah. I can see if he did it to you like at 23 and 24, no. he's just fucking. <laughs> no, my dad is one. just really bad at giving gifts and he thought that he was getting me something, I think, new this time. And My senior year in high school, my mom, I mean, this couldn't have been the only thing that she got me, but I remember being very disappointed with. That uh, sounds entitled, right? But like the Christmas presents were like, you obviously don't know me. Didn't put but I'm also 18, right? So I get it. Like your parents probably don't know you at 18. But she got me a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. <laughs> she got you. Yeah. A Mickey Mouse t-shirt. And to be clear, as a child, I was not like a Disney kid. Like there was never a point in my life where I wanted to go to Disney World or I watched any sort of, like, I mean, I saw like Lion King and Bambi yeah. and shit, but I wasn't ever, we didn't own them. I didn't sit in front of the TV Not and watch them. Not to mention you were 18 years old. 18. And I remember asking her about it and she was just like, well, I thought that, you know, like everybody loves Mickey she Mouse or some shit. And I think 16, 17 is when I started kind of you know, straying from the path. And I think she was kind of hoping maybe she could pull me back in a little bit. With the Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Right. But mm-hmm. what's funny is I remember going back and looking under the tree and they were like, a, I used to read video game magazines, yeah. like actual paper, you know, cause that used to be a thing. They still are. That's and fine. my dad had gotten me like whatever, like the three recent, issues were from the grocery store and the reason i remember all of this is because those were my favorite thing that i got for christmas that year so fucking magazines because, well because they're more targeted towards you like at least he knew yeah and i almost felt because of the order like he must have gone after i'd opened my presents uh. and put them under the tree because they were just there by themselves like, I found them, like, an hour later. Like, oh, cool. Oh. And it's like, he must have known. Like, because they hated each other, too. Oh. Right? <laughs> he must have known. Like, my, like his mom got him a, a shitty gift. Like, maybe he left and went and, like, got them and came back and was like, you know, sorry. Do you sorry think he would remember the... if you asked him? I wanted to do this with him. 
Uh, but he's like, no, like, you know, you can I don't want to die. So <laughs> what's the best gift you ever got? I, I get a lot of good gifts. I can't answer that because everybody's trying to impress you. Well, no, not everybody's trying to impress me. I've just made it known, just like you said with the the magazines. Like, if you're going to give gifts, like I've I've set an example for the people that I love. Like, I will give you something thoughtful. I'll put 110 percent of my effort into it just to see you smile. Whether it's a fucking gamer magazine or, you know, I buy you a car wash and you're obsessed with car. Wash. I don't know. Don't like, call it a gamer magazine. Video game magazine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Video game magazine. That um, but no, I, I, I'm fortunate that my friends are thoughtful um, with their gifts. So I don't really, I've not really gotten like the best gift ever. Watch me say that and somebody that I know will listen to this somebody's and be like, be nobody's going like, to listen to this you, Paige. I'm not going to tell anybody that I know about it. Are you serious? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your face though. <laughs> you were like, oh, it's sad. I need, I need help. <laughs> I got you. The chicken and broccoli podcast. Well, I don't think that's what this is going to be. Oh, it's going to be separate. I think it should be. I absolutely agree. I, but I also don't know what to call it. But by the time that anyone hears this, it'll be called something. 